Gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. All right, buddies, promise delivered. I promised you someone from the movie Rocky Balboa. I got you someone from the movie Rocky Balboa. You all remember Steps, the kid from Rocky Balboa? Well, I got him right here, my buddy James Francis Kelly the Third. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited. I've always wanted to talk to someone from Rocky Balboa and how I got my opportunity. That's the least I can do, man. Uh, I really appreciate you reaching out. And we had a conversation over the phone. And yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited as well. I can't wait to let's get the show on the road. I'm so excited. Let's get it started. (laughs) So, you know, when we talked on the phone, I asked you the story. How did you become Steps? How did how did that role come to be? So it was an open call um, for for the role, and I think it was a nationwide call. And out of 5,000 people that auditioned, I was lucky enough to get the role. Uh, so um, usually there are a few rounds of auditions that you have to do. So after the third round, I had, a, I had an interview with Sly in his office, and he personally asked me, like, what direction I would like to take the character, you know, what are some of the um, motives of the character? And we were just going over that. And then I think he was happy with the answer and he hired me on the spot, but immediately he brought me into the back of the warehouse where Antonio Tarver was there warming up because they're gonna go over some fight choreography. So I got to meet Sly and Antonio Tarver the same day. Wow. Yeah. Now, I got to ask, as a huge Sylvester Stallone fan, what was it like working with Sly? He's a very intelligent man, very methodical, and he's the first one there and the last one to leave. Like, I think he only slept maybe about two to three hours a day. (laughs) And he was the producer, director, writer, you know, and um, so he would carry this hyperbolic sleep chamber. And so that's how he was able to maximize, you know, his limited sleep. But yeah, very, very respectful, very quiet. And when he spoke, people listened. But yeah, he was, yeah, he was a great leader. Wow. What about other co-actors like um, Geraldine, Bert, Milo, and Antonio? So I'm still in touch with Geraldine to this day. Um, Wow. Milo, I haven't spoken to in a few years, but working with Milo, we would, so Geraldine and Milo and I would, we all go out to dinner, especially in Philly. Um, yeah, she felt like a big sister and we instant like friends. Same thing with Milo. And I used to call him Meatloaf because uh, he was a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Burt Young. So during, during shooting days when I was on set, uh, Burt, and I and his daughter would just hang out in his trailer until it was time to you know be brought to set. 
and he's he is especially Bert is the antithesis of his character. You can ask for a sweeter, kinder man, you know, and wow. he felt like a grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, he treated everyone with respect. Everyone loved him, and hilarious guy. And does he paint like he does? He really do painting like he did in the movie? Yes, so? he's, I'm pretty sure he's a pretty famous painter. Yeah. So I have a buddy who is a Russian billionaire, and him and Bert are best friends. And wow. Bert actually did a uh, like an abstract deter- uh, uh, depiction of my friend's mother and signed copies and stuff. And yeah, and they still contact or they, or they still talk together to this day. Wow, that is awesome. I'm glad to hear you and Geraldine because she played your mother, you yeah. know, like in the film. And I'm glad to hear like that relationship stuck, or like even you and Milo, who's gone on to do some things like This Is Us. Yeah. You know, things and like that. Again, like everyone was cool. Yeah. You know, like we all hung out. It wasn't yeah. just like, okay, you know, uh, you know, wrap for the day and then everyone went off. No, like we actually went to dinner and hung out and yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a situation like, okay, they're here. You're this character type of deal. Like it was no. everyone's right here or everyone's down no here. One, like, yeah, no one made you feel that way. Yeah. No one. Everyone on set was very respectful. And I think that's the type of production that Sly fosters. You know what I mean? Like he, I don't think he would be cool with, you know, people being disrespectful to each other. And that's what makes, that's what makes Sly a legend. He always treats people like he's the, you know, he's there for them. Like he knows because of his background story too. He knows what it's like to be at their level. Even if it's someone like you, who's just starting out and acting, you know, he knows to be where you were. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he holds people accountable. Yeah. He doesn't curse at them. He doesn't yell at them. You know, he, he says a few words and people listen. Mm-hmm. You know? so. And didn't you, didn't you tell me like behind the scene or tell me like when we were chatting, he took you to a boxing match once or. So <clears throat> it was that when we shot the, uh, the final scene between he and Antonio Tarver, it was actually right before the Bernard Hopkins main card. Ah. So it, was, it was a packed Mandalay Bay. And uh, yeah, so that was the boxing match. Wow. What was that match like for you? Like, what was it like sitting there and watching that? Surreal. Yeah, and like one of my favorite kind of like behind the scenes stories was that match because we only had that one take and we had to get it in that one take if we wanted that live crowd and we did it so yeah it was right before i forgot who the second to main card was but then it was uh the bernard hopkins fight and so we only had maybe about five minutes in between those cards to shoot the entrance of rocky and antonio tarver coming in and we got it done i mean we had to yeah, yeah. So pretty cool. One shot done, no matter what, even if it's edited, even if someone trips, they'll make it into something. Yep. And it, it worked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't have an option for it to not work. Yeah. Put it that way. So everyone was, you know, you know, was on their A game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about another um, favorite behind the scenes moment? What about any other moments that stuck out to you? Yeah, there was uh, so the dog pound scene, or right after, or right outside the dog pound scene with my character, um, that was done in one take. 
And Sly was very impressed and I felt proud that I was able to, you know, show up prepared and just bang out that scene. He's he, like, he reviewed it and he was like, and he just kind of looked like, you know, looked at me because, you know, he's a very silent, kind of stoic man. He just looked at me and just shook his head, like, you know, just nodded, like, Good gave job. you the sly nod. Yeah. The... Yep. That's so that awesome. Cool. I was going to ask about that scene because I was watching that today with you naming the dog and everything. Mm-hmm. What was that scene like being in the dog pound, being there, like, how about punchy, you know? Or... So that was actually. So it's kind of a like a like a knock to his character, calling him punchy, mm-hmm. you know, like, kind of like punch drunk, and uh, yeah, that was actually written that way. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. It's funny because so we did the exterior of that shot in Philly, but we did the interior shot in uh, L.A. somewhere, but mm-hmm. it made it look like it was Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we actually yeah. shot it in part of it in L.A., then part of it in uh vegas you know for the fight and then we spent about two and a half three months in philly shooting nice yeah that, and that was a great experience as a 16 year old kid mm-hmm. or 15 year old kid I think, yeah 16 you know and being on a major production like that in philly it was wow yeah, yeah it was really cool that is awesome now that brings up the follow follow-up question what was Philadelphia like for you at that time? It was a blast. Yeah. <laughs> so I was able to sneak into clubs because I was on the Rocky. That's mm-hmm. like my age. So I was able to get into clubs and, you know, uh, yeah, hang out with Geraldine and Milo and everywhere we went, you know, because we had their, you know, Rocky passes. Everyone treated us like, you know, like they just rolled out the red carpet for us. Uh, I went to some Flyers games. I went to some Sixers games. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was amazing. That is awesome. Did you run the steps? I did not, unfortunately. Steps? I know. Run the steps? <laughs> no, I, I know. It's literally in your name, man. <laughs> I should have lied, but no, I didn't. Uh, well, <laughs> well, at least you got. Tell me, you at least got a cheesesteak. Tell me, you at least oh, got course. that. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how did LA treat you? How did LA? How was it with the scenes in LA, or even the scenes in Vegas? Vegas was amazing. It was super chaotic. Um, got to meet Tyson, Mike Tyson. Wow, that was pretty cool. Um, very nice. Yeah, very nice guy. And it was funny because they uh, Tyson and Antonio Tarver actually had real life beef back then. I don't know if it's still, but back then. So the scene that you see Antonio Tarver and Mike Tyson kind of like going after each other, that was real. Wow. Like, yeah, they had some feelings, you know, about that. But I'm sure that's probably smoothed over now, you know. Actually, I ran into Antonio Tarver like two years later in Vegas, just playing craps. I ran into him. He was like, hey, what's up, bud? <laughs> yeah, so I got to see him again like two years later in Vegas. And everyone was like, yeah, we know each other. We're, yeah, we're in a movie together. So, yeah, that was pretty cool, too. That is awesome. Now, you mind if I ask you, what was your favorite line from the movie? Whether it was from your character or just from the movie in general? I think it's the iconic one from that movie when he's talking to Milo about mm-hmm. it's not – 
you know, how hard you get hit is how you get back up. Mm-hmm. It ain't true. about how hard you hit. It's about yeah. how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how yeah. winning is done. It's true. Yeah. I mean, it's an axiom, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely had to use that in times of, of you know, difficulty in, in my own life. Mm-hmm. You, you and me quit. both. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just and me both. I told you. I told yep. you uh, yesterday those movies changed my life. Um, I didn't tell you this, but a few people on the show know this. When my grandfather was going through one of the hardest moments of his life, he lived on a long and a half for over 10 years because of lung cancer. And one year, like the final year of his life, the good lung collapsed. And I was going through everything because he's a lot of motivation behind this show. He That's how much he meant to me. He is, you know... Me and him were, but he called me buddy all the time. Like anytime I called him on the phone, hey, buddy, how's it going? Hey, my bud's here. You know, guys, come meet my buddy. So those movies, like that line in particular, kept me going. Just it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Because that was him. Yeah. You know, life could knock him down. He was the one who would get back up, brush himself off and go, I didn't hear no bell. You know? So... Like Sorry to hear that about your grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I said, having, I, uh, having one good lung is uh, is not easy. No, you know. No, and I've seen him. You know, I'm I'm more relieved that the battle is over now rather than you know would I'm one of those people. I'm more relieved that the battle is over and he's in peace now rather than I'd rather have him here for a thousand more years just to see him suffer more. You know. Yeah, it's about quality of life. It's not about especially how much time you have. It's about the time that, you know, is well spent with, you know, the people that you love and healthy enough to actually exactly. enjoy it and not in pain. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sorry to hear that, man, but I'm, I'm glad that, you know, your grandfather found peace. Mm-hmm. Proud of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, if it wasn't for him, Buddy Cast wouldn't be here. Yeah. Because he was the type of guy, I exemplify things, you know, you were happy that I reached out to you. He was that guy. Like he was the guy who wasn't afraid to go up to someone no matter how big or how small they were, you know, no matter if they were in a major movie and just in town for the day, or if they were a simple street vendor, you know, he would go up to them. He would introduce himself. He would talk to them. He would get to know them. Every single one of them. I think Rick Springfield came to town one year when my mom was like a teenager. I might, I don't know if it was Rick Springfield. It could have been someone else. But my mom got sick the day she had like tickets to see him, but she got sick. My grandfather camped out in the area, like camped out in like the back entrance and just waited, waited and went up to, or no, he found out, he found out the hotel that he was staying at, waited in the lobby until he came back and just said, I hope you don't mind. My daughter was really excited to see you, but just got sick last minute. Would you please just give her an autograph? And that was my mom's Christmas present that year. Like that was the determined man he was. So I pick up my determination from him. Like I pick up the determination of what they can do is say no, you know? Yeah, that's true. And, you know, it just comes down to respect. Mm -hmm. You treat everyone with respect. It doesn't matter, like you said, what their, what their level is in life. Because you don't Mm -hmm. know what people have gone through. Exactly. Trauma or adversity. And sometimes you also don't want to assume. No. 
because you never know who people are, who they know, what they've done, things like this. So, you know, you always assume that you're in the presence of your intellectual superior. Mm-hmm. I, you know? he, he exemplified the truth of treating the janitor with the same amount of respect you treat the CEO. Because you yeah. never know when one day that janitor is going to rise to that power yeah. and remember the way that you treated them. You know, he, exactly. treated, he treated everyone like the CEO, no matter who you were. He treated you like a buddy. That was his goal in life, to show you that you treat everyone like a buddy no matter what. Even if they disrespect you, even if they're mean to you, you treat them like a buddy because the tables can turn one day. Yep. I I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. So another question I had for you was about your character steps. What what are your thoughts on the character? Like, what would you say about him? So... I think that Steps and I shared similar experiences growing up because I too was raised by a single mother and it was just me and her or her mm-hmm. and I. So, you know, having that kind of uh, void in your life, um, you know, can cause unexplained anger, mm-hmm. you know, trust issues and stuff like that. And I think that's what Step was kind of going through. And, you know, it's like, like, who's this guy? You know, who's this stranger? Why should I trust him? What does he know? And, um, yeah, I think that's what Steps was kind of battling during that until he comes around and, and realizes that Rock is a good guy. And this is someone that he should, you know, listen to and, and, and kind of look up to and respect. Mm-hmm. So you were really able to put 100% of your yourself into that character. It wasn't just a... The minute they yelled cut, that's it, you know, like the yeah. minute they yelled cut, it's like a two-faced situation or like a situation of like, you know, playing like this dramatic role to, hey, that was fun. Let's go on to the next scene, you know. Right. I, I think I think the difference is, is uh, was back then I was I was still very respectful to people. And mm-hmm. I think that you see a little bit of, you know, that teenage angst coming out in, in Steph's character, which is, you know. I think we all kind of go through it at one point or another. Um, But yeah, I think ultimately he's a good kid. Awesome. Awesome. So now besides being an, besides being, you know, being an actor, you're also, you also told me you enjoy doing some cooking. Yeah. 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 So that's how, that's how my mother and I bonded growing up Mm -hmm. because she taught me how to cook. And my grandma always, taught me as well, if you can read, you can cook, period. But my mom taught me the basics and uh, yeah, uh, whatever I feel like, I could probably cook it. Awesome. What are some of your favorite dishes? Well, you know, I'm a big man, so steak. Yes. Yes. You know. Um, Hey, I had a steak for breakfast this morning, so I didn't feel it, man. (laughs) I had one yesterday for breakfast, yeah. Um, And my i like cooking with my wife she uh she makes fantastic Popeyes, which are my favorite food period she makes them from scratch mm-hmm. and uh, she's fattened me up during the pandemic with those Popeyes at first so yeah i just i just really enjoy i like washing dishes so much so we we have a um uh we i cook she cleans and mm-hmm. that's kind of the exchange that we have 
and she and she enjoys it. So yeah. Yep. Me and my fiance are the kind of opposite. She cooks, I clean. <laughs> Semi clean, you know. I do yeah. my best, but yeah. there's always that one thing. Where does this pan go? Or where does this go? Or does this go in the dishwasher? And she's just it gets to the point of her love of Pete, just move over. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I get sometimes but it's usually about knives and making sure that everything is sharp and like yes. put in the same spot every time. So yes. yeah. and that's what I'm always worried about. I'm not doing it on purpose to be ignorant, like. Oh, if I do ask her enough questions, she'll be, you know, she'll just push me out. I'm literally doing this so I do not mess anything up and have to either buy a new $500 knife set or, you know, possibly get chased around the house or something, if you know what I mean, yeah. you know? Yeah, you, so, don't, you don't actually need expensive knives. You just need sharp knives. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we don't. I'm just saying, like, just worst case scenario, the last thing I want to do is... uh get yelled at because this shouldn't have gone in the dishwasher yeah. you know? <laughs> and it was just me going well i've seen this in the i think i've seen this in the dishwasher before bada bing bada boom you know how's she there. doing by the way i know i hmm? got the you know the pleasure of meeting her how's she doing today she's doing good she's at work today she's a dog trainer nice so she's at work today and um she's also a fantastic photographer if anyone out there needs a little photography she's starting up her hobby again so She's but she's doing good today. Um, we ran a few errands yesterday. We went cake testing, so she was happy about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you were too. <laughs> oh, I was in heaven. Yeah, I was in heaven. They gave us a cake to take home. The minute we got home, I'm sorry, honey. I'm tearing this box apart. Is this is this for the wedding? Yes. Okay. Nice. Very nice. Yep. Something to skimp on is a good cake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So aside from cooking, what are some of your other favorite hobbies? Um, axe throwing, pretty good at axe throwing. Um, so I have like professional throwing axes, um, archery, Ooh, I love tie, archery. boxing, uh, jujitsu, stuff like that. Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Archery and boxing. I like that too. I took a few boxing classes and I know a local archery coach around here who has taught me some of the basics. Yeah. Very nice. I do like instinctive shooting. So I yeah. just have the single string, Samic Sage, you know, recurve that I really mm -hmm. enjoy taking out. Yeah. Nice. Also, yeah, also going to the range and uh, shooting and stuff like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's very therapeutic. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's just because that's all you, it's like fishing, you know. All you're worried about that time is just you and the bow and arrow. There's no, okay, mm -hmm. there's no worries about work. There's no worries about what's going on at home no worries about what's going on with this situation it's just you the bow the target so know? a good book to read uh for archery is the Tao of archery mm. and um it's a, it's a super easy read you can get through in like an hour and a half you know two hours um it's not that long but you know they talk about like the notion of mushing which is the um without conscious thought Right. So when you and you develop that through thousands of reps. So when you aim, you're, you're not trying to hit the target. You just instinctively, without even thinking about it, you hit the target. Wow. So, yeah, maybe it's a, you know, a book for you to read if you want to pick up some yeah. tips from the archery. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right, because every time you're trying to aim, it feels like you're getting farther away, but then you just shoot one and boom. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And trust your eyes. You know, yeah. if you can point at something, you can probably hit it. Mm -hmm. Right? 
it, without even trying to actually point at the thing. Yeah. So that's a little like, you know, subconscious trick that you could use. So mm-hmm. sometimes I just use my knuckle as a pointer or even my finger. And mm. usually that will get me pretty close. So I can just, nice. and don't hold on to the bow. You bring up and you release it. Yeah. That's what I was told. Like you don't like pluck the string. You just yeah. hold up, you, you know, you raise up, pull back and yeah, then let it fly. Shaking and, and then your arm gets tired. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you just pull and aim. Yeah. yeah, just let it go. Yeah. You don't pluck like you don't think. think. Yeah. So, all righty. So now I got to ask two, or I've got three questions left for you. Okay. Yeah, no worries. The first one, yep. Yeah. The first one's brought to us by our buddy Jonas Kane at hashtag positivity. He wants okay. to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Accountability, loyalty respect um you build each other up you don't tear them down you inspire you know um you console when necessary when you when they call or when you call they pick up and if they're in need you drop everything to come to their aid mm-hmm. it's um yeah so you don't have to worry about them not being there. So it's ultimately it's trust and it's love. You know, yeah, yeah. because you know, I just think about my best friend, and there's been times when I've called him at three o'clock in the morning and vice versa, and he's dropped everything and been there. No questions asked. Oh well, questions asked is just where are you and are you okay? Yeah. Be yeah. there, give me 10 minutes, and then boom, he's there. And vice exactly. versa. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And also you stand up for them when they're not there. You don't let people talk about your friends or your family no. when not there. Yeah. No. You get insulted if people talk about your buddies. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Just 100%. extreme loyalty, trust, and love. 100%. One of the best answers I have heard from that question. So the next question I have is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for yeah. this? Yeah. For anyone who wants to get into acting, who wants to be on the next, you know, major film like Rocky Balboa, what's yeah. your advice to them? Um, going back to your grandpa, you treat everyone with respect. That's the, I mean, that, that's just an axiom of life. You know, you just treat everyone with respect. But in Hollywood, you know, Again, just as in everything else in life, your most valuable currency that you have is your reputation. So before you get into acting, that's what you need to harness because there's so many people that, you know, when they get a little bit of fame or stardom, they let it get to their head. So always try to remain humble, um, be professional, show up on time, prepare your lines, actually put in the work to develop whatever character you have. Um, and then from like a technical aspect, I would say get into classical theater. So learning and understanding Shakespeare, because if you can really master that, you know, modern acting, uh, you know, gigs aren't going to be nearly as challenging. Movies are actually pretty easy, you know, especially because there's cuts, there's takes, you know, 
you know, you have the trailer, there's, there's food, there's people, you know, there's other people, you know, running around making your job easier. But when you're doing classical Shakespeare in a theater, you have one shot per performance, right? So if you can kind of do that, um, acting will be a lot easier. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> and um, Philip Seymour Hoffman said something, uh, you know, before he died, which, which is very true. Every audition, you give it your all as if it's going to be your last performance. You give them your all. And yeah. so, again, that's just, that's for any, uh, you know, industry. That's for any job you have. Be professional. You give it your all because your reputation, you know, depends on it. Give it your all. Don't leave anything at the table. Give it 100%, nothing less, not a cent less. Also, I, I, will, I will also add this. Uh, gain thick skin because, you know, it took someone like Denzel Washington until his 40s until he actually made it. Mm -hmm. So you sometimes actors will go on thousands of auditions before they ever book something. So if you're truly passionate about it, just like in anything in life, you don't give up. You know, you don't give up. You don't quit. You keep going after if that's what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like the movie says, it ain't about how hard you hit. Exactly. What did you say? What did you say? I, it's it's about how you get back up. It's one of what, yeah, it's how you get back up. How hard you get it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Yep. That's how winning is done. It's true. And also surround yourself with good people. Don't surround yourself with sycophants. Because a yeah. lot of people in Hollywood they surround themselves with with fake buddies. Yeah. That distort reality around them and they're just yes people. And those people aren't gonna help you because you need someone to kind of check you if you're not doing something right. That's what a real friend is, someone that will tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. So especially in Hollywood, you're going to see a lot of that. Mm -hmm. So, so get, surround yourself with good, trustworthy people and people mm -hmm. that will say no to you and will tell you the truth. Exactly. That's the true buddy. You know what we call the fake buddies? Hmm. We call them nutty buddies. Nutty buddies, yeah. Sick yeah. Fans. yeah. Fake, yeah. Yeah. Nutty buddies. Exactly. I like them. Exactly. So another follow-up question I have for you is sure. what about your advice to anyone out there who wants to get into cooking? Learn how to read, just learn the basics of like prepping, uh, temperature control. So you don't burn stuff. Um, usually slower is better mm -hmm. be in a rush, uh, sharpen your knives and yeah. Um, if you already know how to read, you know, most of the uh, most of the battles are already fought because you're just reading a recipe. And you're just, you know, emulating it. Also, um, look at YouTube videos. I mean, it's a it's, it's a wealth of information. And there's, you know, a cook I look at. Um, I believe his name is Jacques Pepin. He's a famous French uh, cook. Watch his videos. And he'll teach you the basics, and uh, he 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 makes everything easier. So if 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 you want to get into cooking, I would recommend him. Awesome. The final question I have for you today sure. is: What does Steps think about BuddyCast? He loves it. Yeah, he loves it. And you know, it's been so long since 
you know, anyone has reminded me of that time in my life. It's awesome. Wow. Yeah, so this I'm is the least I could do as steps to come in here and talk about my experiences, you know, to you and your listeners. So yeah, thank you. I think it's great. Thank you, buddy, for coming on the show. Like I said, I've always wanted to talk to someone from Rocky Balboa. And just like we've said the whole time, whether you're a big role like Sylvester Stallone or you're a role like Steps where you've been in one movie, but you've played a major part in that movie, mm -hmm. you know, you treat yeah. everyone with the same amount of respect. You treat yeah. everyone like a buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's all about so, respect and, re and, and reputation. Exactly. Both, you know, related. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, buddy, yeah. stick around afterwards. We'll chat for a minute. But before we close this episode, I have one favor to ask you. Absolutely. Whatever you do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, heck, even next year, please go be someone's buddy. Absolutely. I try to make as many buddies as possible. I right? love it. Yeah, we're on love this planet. <laughs> we're on this floating rock. You might as well be nice and, and have as many friends as you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just like the Beatles say, we get by with a little help from my friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. All righty. Well, thank you, buddy, a million for this interview. It was fantastic. It's an honor and privilege. Yeah, thank you for reaching out, truly. Yes. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, James Francis Kelly third, A true, true man <laughs> to the Rocky. A true Rocky. That's what I say. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm your host. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. Thank you for joining us on another spectacular episode of BuddyCast. Go be someone's buddy. And hey, before we close out this episode, please, if you're watching the rerun, please go vote for BuddyCast on the Erie Reader website. We're up for best podcast in Erie, Pennsylvania. I'll post the link in the comments after this episode. But please, be a buddy. Vote for BuddyCast. You agree, James? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Solid. And, uh, congratulations. Thank you. We'll catch you all next time here on everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past, buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Don't be lonely, make it, buddy, here on BuddyCast.